Hey guys, it's Marsha Hoffines, and you are listening to the Storytellers Podcast, where we dig in, go deep, find ourselves, maybe cry, maybe laugh. We surrender, but we go home, and we go home big. We feel inspired. It's the story behind the cellophane. It's the story inside the truth. It's a story that most people don't want to tell, but we're here to share. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for coming back and joining me. Um, So recording this podcast in the middle of some interesting times. Everyone knows what's going on. I'm recording this. It's March, uh, March 19th, 2020. And I'm really super fortunate to have this ability to have been um, in the space of providing content and teachings and being a vessel for so many people right now to serve all of you as we move through the times that we're in. And prior to all of this happening, I had scheduled a beautiful conversation with a dear friend of mine, Tris Thorpe, and she agreed. And I think we scheduled this like two or three weeks ago, maybe even a little bit longer, not knowing what was coming. And I think everything is just being so divinely timed and so purposeful and so meaningful right now. And so I'm really excited to bring you guys this conversation today. And you know that the podcast is all about sharing stories and experiences of life, unedited, unfiltered, just as real and as raw as we can get. And Trista is one of those people who I met once again, through the yoga space, some of my most divine, like inspiring, purposeful relationships have come from my time living down in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Tris just popped into my little world one day. I just never forget. Like, <laughs> I, I really remember so vividly opening up this beautiful resume that she did on like wedding invitation paper. I just loved it. And it was this beautiful image. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this person in my world. Like she just gives off that magnetic energy. I'm sure she's a manifesting generator somehow because she just like is a power and you just want to be around her. And we met and I fell in love and we had beautiful uh, time together. And she was going through some interesting changes in her life. And I was going through a weird time in my life. And I remember when um, she decided she was going to leave and I was very sad and heartbroken, but at the same time, so inspired by watching her strength and just the grace, the gracefulness that she uh, demonstrated through all of it. And I called it her sideways journey and I called it my sideways journey. It was like, we just kind of decided to like step off to the side a little bit, have a little rendezvous, have a little affair and then get back on track with life. And my gosh, how long have we known each other now? Like, gosh, Marsha, it's almost been 20 years. Almost been, yeah, it's like a long time. And probably before then, because I'm telling you, when I met her, I was like, yep, this is somebody that's here and I'm supposed to be with this person. And um, her her travels took her back to California. And I'm going to kind of stop there. I'm going to let 
Tris share just this story. And I don't know where we're going to go with this today because it's been that long and she's going to dig in and share with you guys just some magic. So tell me, where do you want to start? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, what a, what a cool place to leave off. Uh, you know, when I arrived in Charlotte, I was in one of the many dark periods in my life. I've, I've had probably, probably four or five extremely poignant periods in my life where just shit was just not okay on any level. And I remember arriving in Charlotte after being an East Coast girl growing up in Alaska, then being in the music business in Seattle and San Francisco and Los Angeles, and then moving to San Diego. Charlotte was, Charlotte was a shocker for me, you know? Charlotte and, was a shocker um, for me. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte was um, very reserved and very definitely just not in a place of being super open to yoga and meditation and energy work, which were uh, the basis basically of my personal growth and my development and my daily practices. Um, what, what's interesting about how I arrived in Charlotte was that I was running away from life and I decided to give up on life mm-hmm. and allow myself to be in a relationship with a person who had been pursuing me for many years, who was just really a great guy, all around, good guy. And I just thought, you know, this is, I'm just giving up. I'm giving up on life. He's a great guy. He's good enough. He'll take care of me forever. I won't have to want for anything. And I'm just like, he was moving there to be closer to family. And and I just went. Yeah. I went and I arrived there. And it was just an interesting experience of embedding myself into that community. And I swear God and the angels were looking down on me when I found Yoga South, your studio at the time, and met you and came on board and started teaching. And who knew yeah. at that time that we would become lifelong friends and sisters and that we were already soulmates. And I feel like I feel like that was the silver lining there in in that sideways journey to Charlotte. And it it wasn't very long after that, that in that relationship, I discovered that this person was having an affair and it just, it just blew, blew me away, blew me away because um, this had been a theme throughout my past in previous relationships. And this was the person that wasn't supposed to be that way. And I remember it just really, yeah, it just, it just completely derailed me. And he turned into a totally different person once we got there, which was also fascinating, like pursuing me for five years. And anyway, um, yeah, I remember it in the moment that I found out what had been happening and, and tried to have discussions with him about what was happening and, and being told, what he does is none of my business. And, and I remember uh, you telling me this, I remember a lot of these things so clearly and so vividly. And I want to, I want to say something because it's interesting. Um, One of the things that was interesting for me about Charlotte was the space that was created very authentically at yoga South was so unique in during that time, because you are absolutely correct. Yoga was, very uh 
well received from an asana perspective, right? People love their hot yoga down there and they love to sweat and they love that they love that vibration. But what you brought and what some other people brought that were in that space was so different. And I, and I, I, I thank you for saying that and reminding me of that because sometimes I forget, sometimes I forget how different it was, but um, yeah. So I re- I remember all of this very, very well. And I remember journeying with you through it almost, I felt like sometimes I was like just holding my hands out the best I could and like kind of carrying you through it, but feeling like hopeless on my side and helpless on my side because it was such a shock. I remember, I remember watching you receive the news and move through the news. Yeah. And I think, you know, Yoga South being the corner, like this little corner of Charlotte where we were able to explore the yeah. spiritual aspects of yoga. And yeah. so between, between leaning into the teachings and also having deep friendships there to journey with us is, is really where I think I found my strength. Yeah. You know, it, it's like that simultaneity that you're talking about of like, there were times when you were just there holding out your hands, like, there's nothing you could actually do other than be there. And I remember we would meet for coffee in the mornings and Mez and Bella would be running around and they were so tiny at the time, know. you know, and know. we would talk, we would talk about life and we would, we would remind our, each other and ourselves of, of the deeper teachings. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I basically was like, this, this is not, this is not cool. This, I'm not going to stay in this. And I believe that part of being an educator, part of being a spiritual guide or a teacher is you better be walking your talk. And I I knew that in order to be in integrity with myself, with the universe, with what I'm trying to share with other people, that it was time to pack my bags Mm -hmm. and drive back across the country and yeah, start all over again from scratch. And I've done that several times in my life. And in fact, I'm doing it again right now. It's so interesting how the same cycles continue to come back around. And, you know, so, so what do we do with that when those cycles continue to repeat? And a lot of people tend to go to the negative, right? Like, why does this keep happening to me? And I thought I'd healed from this. And what's wrong with me that I keep Mm -hmm. attracting this? One, One of the things that I've learned over the last you know, handful of years is that life is cyclical. Nothing in the universe is linear and our, except our conscious linear thinking mind. Right. And so the way I choose to look at these types of things when they cycle back around is not, God damn it. It's this again. It's like, wow, this is an opportunity for me to evaluate to gauge, am I cycling up and handling this from a, from a higher level? And, and am, I, am I responding to it differently than I did the last time it happened? Am I moving through it more effectively, more consciously, with more awareness? So uh, uh, is it Pema Chodron? I never say her name right. So I apologize if I just butchered it. This, this message came to me yesterday and I shared it with my yoga class, which is, Nothing ever goes away until it has taught us what we need to know. 
And I love that because that's exactly what you're talking about right now. That is the opening slide to one of the segments that I teach in my emotional healing retreats, but also in my Always Be Rising event. It's, it's true. Yes. And the, and the funny thing is, is you'll, you'll learn it. So nothing ever goes away until it's taught us what we need to learn, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we can get the learning and yet the cycle is still going to come back around. It's like every year Christmas comes around every right. year, the birthday comes and every year on the date that someone you love passed away, that same wave of emotion is yep. present. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's not about eventually at the very, very, very highest level, the ancient teachings of Vedanta and Buddhism would have us lean toward and work toward the eventuality of stepping out of the okay. cycles and rhythms. Go yeah. beyond the gunas, right? That's what they're talking about in the Bhagavad Gita when Krishna is saying to Arjuna, go beyond the cycles and rhythms, step out of the minutia of being human and become the observer. Well, that's great. That gives us something to aspire to. Right. Between right now and that higher level of evolution, I believe in the way that I choose to kind of navigate the cycles and rhythms of nature is, am I leveling up? Am I spiraling up and handling this better? as a more evolved, kind, loving, compassionate human, or am I circling the drain because the shit keeps coming back around? Yes. Yes. I totally, I agree with that because a lot of, and again, you and I are having this conversation at a very interesting time in our global history, uh, in a global energy, in a global um, consciousness and vibration, right? And it is cyclical, what is happening right now has happened before, right? And we will grow and move out of this in a different way. So bring me back to the time when you, I remember you loading up, cause you still had your, you had your little VW bug, right? Am I remembering this correctly? You had a little bug and you stuffed it full as much of your stuff as you could. And you had some stuff shipped and I still have many of your belongings in my home. And I love that I have them. I mean, I still have your Halloween decorations, Tris. Your little stuffed <laughs> oh pumpkins. I still have them. And I can't let go of them because they just really remind me of such a special time. And indirectly, whether you understand this or not, the strength that that gave to me watching you go through that really helped me like a year or two later when Rob and I had to eventually move away from Charlotte, close the studio, close his business, go through bankruptcy and come back here and start all over again. And I tapped into that, that power and that force and that gracefulness that you, you demonstrated. And I remember you landing in California and you, we didn't have the social media connection then that we do now. It was very in its infancy. Facebook right? didn't even exist yet. And we, um, no, it didn't exist yet. That is really wild <laughs> to think about. So we kept in touch. I think we, you called me and we like old school talked on the telephone, maybe sent some email updates. And you landed in California at Friends, right? Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I slept on my girlfriend's floor, on the floor of my girlfriend's one bedroom apartment that she shared with her eight year old daughter mm -hmm. for three months. Yeah. 
I remember like long walks on the beach and things like that for you, like really connecting to nature and stepping into that. And then where, where did that take you emotionally, physically, energetically? Well, I mean, you know, backing up to what you were saying about my leaving Charlotte. Yeah. I, I actually didn't have a car because um, the guy that I had moved out there with, took the keys to my car because he was afraid of me leaving. I told him I was going to go back to California. And so I basically had six weeks to quietly work my ass off. And at the end of that six weeks, I took what I got from my paycheck and I put that money down on the least expensive and most reliable car that I could purchase at the time to drive myself back across the country. And pardon me, the only thing that I could get was this little VW bug, this little Volkswagen bug. And I'm like, that is a tiny car. (laughs) And so, yeah, I basically Craigslisted everything that I possibly could. I gave my most special pieces to you for the yoga studio and your home. And I loaded my car. I loaded my car with everything that I could fit in there. And if it didn't fit in my car, like aside from like my baby books, you know, my, my photo albums from childhood, like I got rid of everything. And so when I landed in California at my girlfriend Adrian's house, I was not really okay And yet there was some sort of inner strength that was like, holy shit, I just drove four straight days Mm -hmm. by myself across the country to get back to California. And I'm going to tell you, Google Maps did not exist. The digital maps, I was using a paper map that I had literally unfolded on the kitchen table and highlighted with red. Uh, like red marker with a yellow highlighter over the top. I literally mapped it out. I'm still not sure how I got back to California because I'm directionally (laughs) challenged. You just kept going west. You were like, I'm just going to keep following the signs that say west. (laughs) I did. And and I, I wanted to be able to enjoy the journey. And at the same time, I was scared. I was really scared. And I drove... Like I would drive until my back was so sore that I couldn't, I had to stop driving. I I just remember I I just wanted, I I was just wanted to get home Mm -hmm. as quickly as I could. And so arriving here, I mean, it was three months before I got a job and I just very slowly did the only thing I could do, which, you know, my first paycheck, my girlfriend was so gracious. She wouldn't take a dime from me. She paid for groceries. She paid everything. Yeah. And my very first paycheck was enough for the initial deposit for a new apartment. And I got the people to waive the first and last. So, you know, deposit and first month's rent. So I literally got into the apartment right around, I think it was literally right at the three month mark. And from there I had no furniture. Yeah. I had groceries and my, I moved into an apartment in the same complex as my girlfriend. So I could run across the way to borrow a pan. She gave me like a plate, a bowl, a fork, a spoon, and I would sit on the floor with nothing. 
except the clothes that I had brought back from Charlotte. And then I'd go to work every day and just slowly rebuilt my life. And within six months or so, three to six months after that point, no, no, it was actually a year. It was a, it was a year. A year later, I was working at the Chopra Center. Mm. And what, like a gift. What a gift. Yeah, and that's really where the mentors, the teachers, like Deepak Chopra, David Simon, and Debbie Ford, and David G. You know, I got my four Ds, yep. one of them, each one of my corners. You know, they're like my north, south, east, and west. And these four people pooled together to form the nutrist, to help heal me, to help guide me, to help basically transition me from old, broken little girl who was down in the dumps to, to the woman that I am today as, as an yeah. educator and a facilitator of emotional healing and, and personal empowerment. And man, it, it, was a long, it was a long journey, you know, being there for a decade and now for the last six years outside of there, it's, that's really where it all, all the spiritual teachings kind of, uh, not materialized, but sort of the foundation was, was actually poured. Yeah. And I was able to do deeper work. Yeah. And, and even like, cause it's, it's been interesting. We haven't seen each other in person. Right. And we've danced in and out of com- like formal communication over the years, but you've always been there and you've always been in my vision and in my presence. And the thing that is amazing just as an outsider watching to watch you go through all of this, the through line is still that grace. It's like, it's always been there. And now it just like radiates out of all of your being, like your entire being and you just see it. And it's like, whatever, whatever those teachings and those tools were. And it's like, you were being guided the whole time. Like, like I, like I say like how I felt at times with you. Cause I remember coming over to your apartment and helping you pack stuff up and laying on your bed and crying and laughing and Bell and Mez coloring on the outside of your apartment building and Sharpie and not knowing if that was going to be a whole shit show or not. And just, but remembering just feeling like it's like you just really have had these two hands just, alongside of you just like carrying you and it's been it's been amazing to watch you not even change you but to transform into you does that make sense yeah yeah because we're always who we are right and at the same time we're never the same version of ourselves that we were before but 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 that's the teachings too right it's like the seed soul by by gary zukov it's like who you are never changes. Right. Right. How you show up is what changes. Was what changes. Yeah. And that's an interesting, um, that's a really great talking point too, because a lot of the work that I do and I know that you do is I always, I always try to tell people like, you don't have to change. You are exactly perfect how you are. We just have to like sculpt it and soften it and remind ourselves that it's there, right? So much noise around us to bringing us back to our truth. Constantly refining. Yeah, constantly refining. So let me ask, if you could think of 
like two of the most pivotal moments along that time, like what would they be? Obvious, I, I would say like, I've already heard a couple of them, like the grace of your friend and that just, that's just a beautiful gift that you were given. Finding employment and really like work at such an amazing like place of healing and transformation. But where else? Like I know you ride horses and do things like that. So where else do you, if you could really say like, these were these things that I just did to keep myself grounded and centered, what were they? Yeah, well, I guess I'll pull a couple practices that I was doing, you know, 15, 17 years ago when the stuff was happening with Charlotte coming back to California. And then I'll share a couple things that I do today. Um, because today, uh, I'm, I'm also going through a very similar, very similar cycle. And so, um, you know, back then, the, the, the real, I think, biggest tools that I had were yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. I, I had been a yoga instructor uh, for several years, um, I think like six or seven or eight years by the time I landed there. And so I was, I was deeply steeped in, in the teachings of not just the physical practice of yoga, even though I did go to class every day, sometimes even twice a day, because that was my sacred space. Right meditation every single day. And and my meditations were gritty. They were not easy. They were not pleasant. I wanted to do anything but meditate. And so, so the gold doesn't necessarily come during the meditation, but how you're living as a result of spending that time in stillness and silence, those were really the only two things that I was leaning into at that time because I didn't have the heightened awareness or clarity to really be able to tap into, embrace, and practice the deeper teachings of, say, the the sutras of Patanjali or the the eight limbs of yoga in more depth. Like I couldn't really grasp all that higher level spiritual talk. And what I knew was that the foundation was falling out from beneath me and the, my tangible practice was yoga and my spiritual practice was uh, meditation. So I had yeah. two things anchoring me. I had the physical and the spiritual mm-hmm. and some everywhere, all in between there, I was just kind of <laughs> ping ponging back and forth. Yeah. Day. I would say in addition to my yoga practice, daily exercise, daily meditation, um, daily morning pages, I write every morning for 30 minutes or for three pages, whatever comes first. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you do too. It's, it's, it's a huge critical. part. Mm. Yeah. You have to have your daily routine, but I think that, you know, in the past nine or so months while my marriage has really fallen apart and, and, and the decision was made to move toward divorce, the, there are two things that have externally really helped, actually three things that have really helped me to navigate these times. <clears throat> I'm going to say first and foremost, it has been the love and support of three of my best girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Girlfriends who FaceTime me twice a day, who drop groceries off on my doorstep, who sit with me for hours at a time, you know, so it's just, it's the love and support of the people around us, even though when we're going through the worst of times, 
it doesn't really help in terms of it doesn't make the problem disappear. It doesn't heal your heart any more quickly. Right. But just leaning into those who who love has been having a support group, um, spending time with my horse in nature. Mm-hmm. I feel like nature is where I feel most connected to God, the universe, source, whatever that is for for you. Um, but that's really where I get out of my head and into my heart, being with the birds, smelling yeah. his breath, his fur, you know, the horse, horses just smell so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and his slow, steady step underneath me as I ride for hours in between yeah. the trees and the, you know, so that's, that really helps me, gets me out of the house and that spinning out of the monkey mind and the like the emotional kind of distress and into that space. And then the third thing is I took on learning how to fly small airplanes. <laughs> I just love that. I, I just, I, that's fantastic. I, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I needed to do something that scared me more than losing the love of my life. That was probably, I loved that. That was a profound statement, Tris. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. Flying an airplane is a very, there's a lot going on. And when you're flying a small airplane, a Cessna 152 to be specific, <laughs> um, there is zero time to be thinking about anything other than rudders, ailerons, pitch, airspeed, throttles, <laughs> you know, and, right. and there's so much going on all at once. And there are times when it can be super smooth and beautiful, like when we're flying out over the ocean and it's just heavenly and a spiritual experience. And then there's times when we fly out over the mountains and there's turbulence and I literally have the shit scared out of me. Turbulence in a tiny airplane, um, practicing stalls, power on and power off stalls and having, you know, the aircraft just make abrupt movements that are not the norm, you know? And so those things really, they bring me back to this place of like all the bullshit that I'm going on, that's going on and I'm going through in life on the ground really doesn't matter. And it's just not a big deal after you come out of the sky and you've just spent two hours flying a small airplane. It's just a, it's such a, it's such a reality shifter Right. That it, 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 I literally step into a different dimension almost. And so when I come back and I'm, I'm on the ground after flying, I feel invigorated. I feel empowered. I feel excited. Like I'm flying an airplane like this, like, and that's where really like the phrase that I use a lot and, and my Facebook group and my community is called always be rising. Yeah. You know, because like, where do I go when shit hits the fan? I go skyward. I mean, and what a, you know, what a great thing to lead us out on as we wrap up our time is always be rising, right? And always, always. And, and, and going back to, you know, the things about things being cyclical and keep coming back. And it's, it's not history repeating itself. It's different each time. And are you just still rising up and out? And if I, if I could let all of my listeners and all of my people know, when I say that I found strength by watching Tris, she just summarized exactly what it was. It's just to keep rising up 
And when you see someone spiraling down, like you can imagine a plane going, how can you just hold out your hands, gently catch them and help guide them back up and just rise up. So thank you so much for, gosh, taking the time out of your amazingly delicious schedule to be here with me today. And I'm so glad that we planned this because, well, we need this right now. So I love you. Yeah, you're welcome. There's honestly, there's no place I'd rather be. And, you know, this, the message is important. My story might be exactly what happened to you. It might be nothing like what you have been through. And there might be some commonalities, some threads, right? And I think the biggest takeaway is who are you becoming as a result of what you're experiencing? Yeah. Who, who is it? Who are you becoming yeah. as a result? And, and we get to choose, honestly, people, we get to choose. Are we going to revert back to old archaic behaviors where we perpetuate more chaos and nonsense? Or are we going to choose to take the next step upward to evolve into the human being that we can be proud of when we reach the end of our days and we're looking back over how we handled the craziest times the most devastating and even the most traumatic times in our lives like how did we show up in those moments and i think if we can anchor into that one mantra of like who am i becoming in the process it mm. really can help mm. so much goodness so many nuggets. I'm going to tell you that you guys should put this one on repeat and stay in touch with Tris. I'll make sure um, you guys have all of the ways to find her, follow her, keep in touch with her. And thanks again for being here with me today. Thank you for having me, March. It's always great to be with you. Love you, girl. I love you too. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast. Keep on listening, sharing, enjoying, and hey, follow us on social media. Instagram is msh underscore shift. You can also follow me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A underscore Hines, H-O-F-F. H-E-I-N-S. You can also find us on the book and join our makeshift happen group. It's a public open group. We share goodies and information. Um, visit my website, marshallhoffines.com. Sign up for the newsletter and we'll just keep you full of all the goodies. All of them. All the time. Talk to you soon.